Good morning and good afternoon. Oh, it says recording and live on my... <laughs> Welcome to this week's edition of Digital Shop Talk Radio, episode 9, April 3rd, 2019. My name is Tom Dorsey. I'll be hosting the, uh, the radio show today. And today we're going to be talking about, um, you know, how to find and attract the customers that you're looking for online. And, you know, as always, we want this to be a, uh, you know, uh, not a, not a sales pitch, not some fluffy, you know, conversation, but we want to, you know, give you guys some actual takeaways that you can implement today and start getting some results tomorrow. And so I got a great guest for you. Uh, couldn't ask for a better uh, special guest today. And that's John Herring from Stamps Automotive in uh, Mesa, Arizona. He's a multi-location owner. And so he's got some unique challenges, right? He's got multiple shops and they're spread out across some distances and even in other towns. And how does, how does John, you know, uh, uh, you know, kind of herd all those kittens and make sure that his his website and his online marketing is, is the most effective as possible to meet his needs and hit his goals, you know. So, uh, great guest today and some great takeaways for you. So, I want to introduce John Herring from Stamps. John, if you could say hi and tell us a little bit about you and how you came to Auto Vitals. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Uh, John with Stamps Auto. Um, I own uh, four shops. Some, some people think I might be crazy, but um, just optimistic for the future. Um, I've uh, been doing this for 13 years now with with uh, four shops. Um, it's been uh, quite a challenge with the multi-shop location, um, and just like you say, Tom, it's it's you know how do you get all that going, and especially for four shops all at the same time. Because the one thing that I find is even though I'm one entity and I have four shops, it's different from you know location to location. In some locations, I have customers that are more do-it-yourselfers and then at other locations I have people that aren't do-it-yourselfers at all so I get I get the pleasure of, of seeing the whole gamut of, of the different variety of customers I get to come into to all four of my shops so yeah yeah and especially in Arizona I mean you guys still have you know good laws there so you get a lot of hot rodders a lot of builders and stuff and so I'm sure that you know what kind of attracts them and brings them into the shop is going to be completely different than, you know, the soccer mom in the, in the minivan. Um, yeah. and, so, and so how have you, I mean, you know, what, what was the, what would you say was the biggest driver for your strategy to be able to go out and, and, and start to attract the customers that you're looking for? Um, I think one of the biggest difficulties I had, and I, and like you said, this isn't a commercial about auto vitals, but, the one thing that, that attracted me to Auto Vitals is being able to have all of my marketing in one place. Um, that's where I'm not using the different social media people. I'm not using the different website people. You know, you guys are intertwined with my inspections, my, my email marketing, internal, external. Um, so that's that's been one of the biggest helpful things is to have everything in one place. Um, because as you get to a multi-shop owner, um, you can only be in one place at one time. So it's all about setting up this stuff to be automatic and going, working behind the scenes without actually having to babysit it um, every step of the way. And that's what I like about Auto Vitals. You know, we, I have a weekly meeting with Isabel is, is my marketing person. Um, and we have that, we have that uh, meeting every week, which is so helpful. Um, I don't have to worry about every little thing getting done. She's kind of keeping a She's keeping a track of the heartbeat, and obviously we're collaborating together to find out what the next best path to go in, but she's kind of like an employee that I don't have to pay, 
Um, I know we pay through what our services are, but it's almost like an employee where I can, you know, have that conversation and we can collaborate on doing things and, you know, uh, fulfilling homework obligations, as you could say, in, you know. Yes, and that's not a vital lingo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of homework in owning four shops. A lot yeah. of homework. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, and Isabel's a beast. I mean, she's so passionate about, uh, you know, what she does and she's got deep experience, but, but, you know, John hit the nail on the head is that we like to give out homework and really that's just homework that we, we have through those meetings, like John said, and, and, you know, find out, Hey, what's the goal? What do we got to do? What do we got to get done? And then, you know, there's skin in the game from both sides. We go to work and we expect, uh, you know, you guys to do some stuff and, and, and then we meet again and make sure we're heading in the right direction. And, you know, it's how to eat an elephant one bite at a time and, yeah. um, and get her done. But, um, and so John, what would you say, you know, what, what would you say is the biggest difference from, you know, customers today, right? Uh, you know, like kind of like, you know, are you getting the internet mechanics in there? Are you getting, yeah. like you said, the do it yourselfers, but then you got the whole other side of it, uh, you know, people who know absolutely nothing about right. the car other than where the gas cap is. Yeah. How do you manage that? Well, I think the first part, um, and we use the term, you know, you can't Google fix your car. Um, and we, I tell that a lot to customers. I try to chain, uh, train all my service rider managers to say this. Um, one of the big points that I bring out, and it's funny that, uh, you know, we're doing this today because yesterday at one of my shops, I actually had two people come in um, that, you know, we ended up dropping off their vehicle and they've already had it at another mechanic that wasn't doing the right thing. And then they try to fix it themselves and they go to this big, long story of, hey, I've changed the plug wires. I've changed the, the, the plugs and I've changed the air filter and it's still misfiring. And, you know, I just have to sit back and not look at them in a bad way, but look at them like, hey, you're not educated on how a, a system of a car works to even be starting to know what a misfire is all about, let alone try to diag it and fix it. Yeah. So one of the biggest things that I do is I just start to build value to the customer by why they're here at my shop. You know, I'm going to give you a guarantee. I'm going to give you the one great thing about digital inspections is you know, our standard diag charge is $150. So we, we tell them, hey, there's a value in this. We're not just going to tell you, hey, you know, you have low compression on one of your cylinders or you have a valve a lash problem. We're actually going to take pictures of it, take picture of the tester. We're going to put it in layman's terms. We're going to say, hey, you know, your cylinder had 30% less compression than the other cylinders, which therefore, so there's value that you build behind that inspection in in the kind of I, I wouldn't say it's really a script it's just kind of you're, you're working on the same basis of just trying to educate the customer and let them know that the car is way too complex for you to fix so you have to bring it to somebody like us in order to in order to take care of your problem and a lot of people oh well can I bring my own part you know well no you can't bring your own part for one I can't I, I can't know for sure that's a quality part you bought I can't for sure say that the part you're trying to replace or you want to replace is even the part that your car needs to fix your problem. Um, so you just start building value in it. And the value is, listen, you're going to have a three-year, 36,000-mile guarantee. We're going to guarantee that it fixes the issue. We're going to have this documentation, a full digital documentation of, of you know, what we did to your car, the process in it. Um, one of the guys yesterday that dropped off with me, he said he was at another mechanic. 
And, you know, the first thing I say when somebody says a misfire, well, did they do a compression check on it? He's like, oh, well, they said that was the first thing they did. And I'm like, did he give you documentation? He's like, no, he just told me that. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's kind of bad that other shops in our industry are actually making it harder for people in the industry to explain to customers because they've already been trained and told in the wrong manner of how to fix their car and what it takes to take care of the issue. Cause at the end of the day, you know, you might have a customer that you think is just looking for a good deal or the cheapest repair in actuality, they're actually looking for an expert to take care of their problem yep. per- period. Um, and then I do the same thing with, with, with things in my own personal life. Like if my AC goes out of my house, I'm not looking for the cheapest way to do it because what kind of parts are you going to put in it? Who's going to come out there? Is he going to show up on time? Is he going to say, Hey, you got a window from eight to five that day. And I can't tell you when I'm going to be there. I'm just going to be there. So it's kind of like you got to build value in, in what you're selling and, and explaining and educating customers. And then I think that tends to get them on board more with where you've got to go with the repair and how you separate yourself from all the other all the other shops um around you and in your you know in your vicinity so yeah um, you know and that's you know and that's a great point you know because something that you just alluded to it said you know it's not like a script but in kind of it actually is right because if you follow that consistent you know uh like consultation with with your customer and you're able to provide you know the pictures and the videos and that digital communication they get it and and it's a funny thing about you know about millennials and i don't even want to say millennials you know it's you know digital natives the 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 online generations it's not just you know it's into the future is that they, they become very brand loyal but the criteria to develop brand loyalty has changed, right? And to me, you know, I've been doing, doing this quite a while. It's, it's if I can get the transparency and develop the trust and then it's convenient for me, mm-hmm. I'm going to go there. I'm going to go yep. there every single time. I'm not even going to look anywhere else anymore, yep. right? Money's not an issue at that point. Exactly. And, and because it's just like what you said about the guy coming out to fix the AC, is to say, you know, and it, like as you can tell, I, I you know, I, I got a discount haircut. Look at this, <laughs> so, but you don't want to. got to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get a discount haircut, man. <laughs> so, so you know, you look for somebody who's got the skill and is going to give you the 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 experience and the value that you want, and then and then I'm going to be loyal. And 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 you know, I mean, you can't get any better than to be able to print out that print or or to text that that inspection result with the diags and the text info and all that info to them because they get something. And even if it's just, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're used to getting digital stuff now, right? I download a book and it, I can't hold it and yep. but it, it still costs me 20 bucks. Yep. You know what I mean? Cause it exists. And so does that inspection sheet and, and they get that takeaway and they have something of value in their hand. And it's not just some guy going, well, I'm going to charge you under 50 bucks to tell you I found $3,000 worth of stuff you need to do. Right. 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 Well, the one big thing is that is, is I've learned here real lately, we've been really working on the inspections and the process of it and the validity of the inspection going to the customer. Um, Cause we find out that, you know, we, we've stopped that. We've, we've corrected the, the stoppage of the flow of the inspection getting to the customer. But on the other hand, if that information isn't correct on that inspection, then all you're doing is sending bad information to a customer and it's done automatically. So you really got to watch about that. If you say 
you're going to do an inspection and you say you're going to have this information for them, you by God better, you know, have that or, or you kind of look like an ass. I hate to say that. I know. I don't know. Excuse my French, but I don't think there's any uh, R ratings on Facebook. But but it's just that we can live and die by that at the same at the same token. Um, you know, how can you 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 didn't even check my oil? You know, if a technician forgets to check, hey, you know, the oil quantity is good and and full, then that's just one little thing that because you didn't even check my oil, how can you tell me I need three thousand dollars worth of work to my car? So, but to get back to kind of that internet and the shoppers with that is is that I've been getting a lot of, because we're real active on Yelp. I don't pay for Yelp at, um, advertising, but we have a lot of people that, that faces us, uh, messages us through Yelp. And a lot of those are just, there's they're stupid questions. To, in, in my words, because I'm a professional doing this, they're stupid questions to me. But I started looking at it differently. This customer isn't educated enough to ask the right questions. So when they say, hey, you know, I had one last week. It's like, hey, my door lock doesn't work on one of my doors. How much to fix that? Well, how the how the heck would I know how to fix your door lock? I'm, I don't even know. Are you even in the state? For all <laughs> I know, you're not even in the state. So that's where you got to kind of step back and think about it. You got to kind of dumb it down for yourself and go, you know, kind of go back to a script and go, you know, for me to properly give you an estimate, um, you know, I need you to come in and set that appointment. It's it's a no obligation. It's free to have this digital vehicle inspection. You go into the the benefits of the of the vehicle inspection, and right from the start, you're you're building a rapport with that customer in the in the the way that they look at you as being a professional or a non-professional. You know, you're already starting to be like that, so you can actually turn those customers that that might not be a good customer into a good customer just because of the way that you respond to, to their question. Um, exactly. You know, and that's the, that is, you, you hit the nail on the head right there. Cause that's the key. It's, it's engagement, right? And everybody says, Oh, engage and engagement. I was at a super conference, right? They had a big engagement across the stage all, you know, all every day. And um, so, so, what does that mean? That means respond to somebody because like you said, Hey, it might be a, you know, wacky question because I don't know where you're at. I have no, is your door caved in, you know, from some, it's going to be a lot yeah. more fix that door lock, but, but it's an opportunity to educate. And, and, and when you respond, even if you respond, you know, with just, Hey, you know, shoot me a picture of it and, you know, come on down and let me, let me take a look and get some more information from you. In, in their mind, they just had a conversation. They just met you and they just had a conversation with you. Yep. Yep. And, it, and it's funny because it, it, we're having this, this discussion today, but yesterday I had a, I had a job that we pulled in off of uh, actually my machine shop uh, websites because I have a contact us, us. This guy thought that he had an internal engine problem and he's asking for, you know, hey, can you rebuild my engine? And I'm going, well, I really don't know what's wrong with it. Do you know it needs to be rebuilt? And kind of got into, hey, what's going on? We went back and forth for about a week and a half on, on you know, back and forth through the, the email. Um, and I never, I'd never talked to this guy or anything. And lo and behold, yesterday he shows up with his car. You know, he towed it down there himself. It's a Land Rover, so it's not the best car in the world to be working on. But I got that job in the shop just because of the way that I responded to his, his needs. Um, he didn't even, and, and come to find out, it might not even need an engine. Um, after talking to him, he dropped it off. It's actually got a misfire. So he's assuming that it needs an engine because the car has a misfire. 
And uh, that was like an aha moment for me yesterday because I don't necessarily, I, I guess I'm kind of old school. I adopt this technology and do this the best I can because I know it's the future, but I'm not one of those people that, you know, stalk Facebook and pull every bit of work off of Facebook and Yelp and all that. And, you know, a year or two years ago, I could care less if somebody messaged me on Yelp. But now I'm starting to find out, you know, a different pattern to how to deal with them. And I'm actually turning those leads into actual work that's coming in the door. Yeah. Um, whether it's we're actually fixing their issue or we're coming in contact with the customer and educating them to where we might not be able to fix the need that they're actually calling about. But now they understand who we are, what we do. And if there's another issue in the future, now we're the first person they think of. You know, yeah. so it's not necessarily you pulled in a dollar for it but you've attracted another customer that knows your name and who you are and what you do yeah and and it's it, you, you might not have got a dollar today but you get a hundred you know uh next month or next year because yeah. like I said they come in they tell their friends uh you know they just attract more more people yeah. in your business man and, and yeah. that's i call it planting seeds I plant seeds and you just watch them grow. And then like three months from now, they're big flowers and you get to cash them in and you know, they're nice and pretty and fluffy after three months. So yep. you, know, you get, you just can't look at, they grow back every year, right? <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. And some of them turn into be lifelong customers and people that you, you know, you work on their kids' cars and you work on their grandma's cars and you work on the in-laws cars and, and it all came from a lead on, you know, from the internet, whether it's, whether it's Autovitals, whether it's Yelp, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Instagram or whoever it is, it's just, it's just kind of funny how that works out in the long run. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, and, and so that's a great takeaway, right? Uh, for those of you in the audience, write this down is that you need to engage, cast yourself a big wide net, right? There's people on Yelp, there's people on Google, you know, there's people on Facebook, uh, get out there. And then when they respond, when they ask questions, answer them say hi. Yeah. Uh, that's all you got to do. And, and like John said, it might take, you know, you might have a little conversation online with somebody, some chats back and forth or some text messages back and forth. And then lo and behold, business. And, yeah. um, you know, that's that. So that's how you leverage social media. That's how you leverage the online customer is that we, we, we're still very, you know, social animals and, and we still want to be that, but we're online now. Our conversations have just changed and, 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 and they're, you know, in a, in a millennial's mind or, you know, in a digital native's mind, uh, that conversation I had with you is the same as if I was standing in your shop and, and looking you in the eye. Yeah. Um, just as meaningful. It's just as important. It's just as memorable. And so have you ever had anybody uh, yet come in, John, and then they say, John, you know, and they, they, they recognize you, but you never yeah. met them because they know you from. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, my wife hates it because I used to send out a lot of uh, uh, Mudlick mailers. Everybody's familiar with Mudlick mailer. We used to send out 10,000 of them a month. Sure. Um, I couldn't go to any grocery store without somebody looking at you like you're a rock star. Um, I'd like to think I was a rock star, but in actuality, in reality, I'm not. But that gets back to that, you know, it's more for a four shop location like I am. It's not about it. The big picture for me is the branding. You know what I mean? If if they see that John from Stamps Auto is responding to their messages on online, then that they see my logo, they see my name. And then the next time I've had tons of people that go, hey, I drove by your shop all the time. And now that I know you, I notice your sign. Wow, you're everywhere now. And to me, it's like, well, I've been everywhere for 13 years. So where the hell have you been? But <laughs> 
you got to understand the dynamics of that branding. You know, it's just like, <clears throat> why, why are big corporates such big corporates? Because they're the masters of branding. You know what I mean? They don't, why are they putting an ad? Why is a restaurant putting an ad that you see on TV that you're 50 miles from their restaurant? Because they're not looking for that actual customer. All they're doing is branding. Yep. You know what I mean? And that brand then will drive customers <clears throat> into your door. So, like I said before, it might not be a monetary value. You might not make a dollar from it, but in the big picture, you're branding your company. You're branding you. Yeah, um, you know, and, and, and that's a great point because, and believe it or not, right, is, is we're so mobile and most searches are done on a phone now, right? Like 70% of searches are done on a, on a mobile device. So, hey, I'm at a mall in another town, but now I noticed a squeak on the drive over and I'm searching, but I'm not going to take my, my car to the, the, a shop in that town. I still need to right. find John back at home or, you know, and, and so you need to be out there with your message and available to be found because folks are commuting. They're maybe yep. traveling through several zip codes on their way to work or on their way to shop or on the way to have fun. And, yep. you know, you're, you know, used to be hey, they drove by my billboard or, you know, they went to church and folks told them come to my shop, you know, word of mouth, but the word of mouth has exploded to the point where it's worldwide almost. And so yep. we have to take advantage of that cell phone with the geolocation and, and, and know where you're at in those zip codes and make sure we're able to be found in all of those zip codes, wherever they may be, because at the end of the day, it might sound crazy, but they, but they live down the street from you <laughs> and then they come in and do business with you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and one of the other things I wanted to add about, I know probably, uh, you know, we don't think about phone shoppers and a lot of phone shoppers come from those ads and stuff that we do on Google. Um, and I came up with a script last week that, that I thought was pretty handy. It was one of those aha moments. Like, why didn't I think of this before? But I've, I'm training my manager and service writers to say, Hey, when somebody calls in and say, Hey, um, can I get an estimate to do the alternator on my car? And I'm, my, my response now is, Hey, I would love to give you an estimate. When would you like to schedule that appointment? It's as simple as that. So you're, it's very simple and to the point. Um, you're not arguing with them. You're not having to waste 10 or 15 minutes on the phone explaining to them, hey, the reason why we don't let you bring parts or the reason why we can't give you an estimate over the phone. It's as simple as we would love to give you that, that estimate. When would you like to schedule that appointment? Yeah, that's it's, brilliant, right? That's yeah. another good takeaway. Write that down. Because you're assuming the sale and, and you're controlling the narrative. That's it. And it's shut down from there. And I can't tell you, it's already worked several times. And when I've told my managers, they're like, wow, that's like simple, stupid. And, <laughs> yeah. and, it, and it's crazy. We just got to look at things, you know, as business owners, we get messed up and driving work and we need work and capturing every customer. In reality, the, the problems are very simple for us to, to solve. We just have to, we just have to think about it in a customer standpoint, put ourselves in their, their shoes when they call the shop. They have no idea who they're calling to. A lot of people, when they start calling around for estimates, a lot of them, how many people, you know, get a call in and their shop, their car's at another shop. You yeah, know, yeah. if you're saying, okay, I'd love to give that estimate. When would you like to make that appointment? They're going, well, it's, it's in another shop. Boom, man. You are already like, man, I'm probably not the shop for you. I can't give over phone estimates. Have a great day. Let us know if we can do anything. You know, and it's, and it's a two or three minute conversation. It doesn't waste your time. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of qualifications for us as a multi-shop. Our shops, there's a couple of shops that are close that are close together, 
And I've had my customers sitting in one shop call my other shop because they have no idea we're the same, even though the name is the same. Yeah. And they'll go, hey, I need to get an estimate from my, and I've had problems with that. Where one manager would give them a $20 less estimate than my other manager gave them. And sometimes it comes down to just the tax rate being in different in different towns. But and that's why, you know, you have to combat that in a different way. Don't don't just say, hey, we don't do over the phone estimates. You got to say, hey, we'd love to take care of that. But I can't I can't help you unless you bring your car in. It's 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 pretty simple solutions we find for complex problems. Yeah, no, that sounds that's brilliant. Right. It's I, I didn't even think about it from the CYA perspective. But, yeah, you as a multi guy, you got a guy shopping your own shop. Then. Yeah. Uh, then you identify that and you don't step in a puddle. Yeah. And that's, I think one of the biggest, you know, it's one, it's we're problem solvers and we deal with problems every day. Right. But the problems I hate solving the most are the problems we create ourselves. <laughs> yeah, that's and, that, and those are just the stupid, you know, the problems that we have to deal with that we really don't have time to deal with. So if we look at it and we kind of, I guess you can just say, if we dumb it down and look at it from a customer standpoint that knows nothing about automotive repair, or knows nothing about the process of coming to a digital shop or to a reputable shop that charges appropriately, then we can, we can better understand them and help them in that way. Yeah. And, and I think that's our problem is we never, we never look at it that way. Yeah, no. And, and so, and so, and then you can actually, you can even pre um, you know, set those expectations online. Right. So, so, you know, on your website, you can say, Hey, here's kind of our process. You know, we're, we're ASC certified. We have this warranty. We do this full, complete digital inspection and present this information to you. And then we give you estimates. Yeah. <laughs> right? well, that's so, a good point because you're setting that expectation, expectation with that customer before they ever pick up the phone and dial you. Yeah. So you can yeah. actually qualify them with the way that you market and the way you say things online to combat that before they ever have to have that conversation with them. Yeah. And that's, and that's exactly it. Right. And that's how you get the type of customer that you really want. You know, you want somebody who's going to come in and rely on your expertise and rely on your craftsmanship and your quality and uh, your reputation. Right. And they've, they've already looked at the reviews and so they're close. Right. And then yep. you get them in the door and you wow them. And then guess what? They're, they're coming back anytime they have a vehicle yep. maintenance issue or repair issue, their mom's coming in, their brother's coming in, you know, they're telling all the folks in the office and, and, you know, that transparency and that, and, and really just setting expectations, right? If I know what to expect, I mean, it's why McDonald's is so popular, right? What's that, uh, you know, from uh, Pulp Fiction? I mean, you know, in, in the McDonald's is the same just with a different name in France because yep. You, you know what to expect and that's why it becomes so popular or, or uh, you know, uh, gets such a big following is because, you know, I, I know what, that John is going to provide this level of service in this manner and, and he's going to tell me what I need and, and I have that trust in him and I'm now, I'm not afraid to, to tell, you know, word of mouth and to, because, you know, it's funny because online it's like we've gone from, you know, local or your mom or somebody, you know, tells you, gives you some advice to, we rely on anonymous people online, right? Yeah. There's 5,000 of them that said this is good. So, so it must be good. And, 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 yeah. if you can, to bridge that is to get that online reputation, but then get that local experience and have yeah. those people go out and spread the word. And, and then you're, you're hopping. Yeah. Well, that's a good point, Tom, because, I think one of the things that we really do well on um, with my company is, is reviews. 
Yeah. Um, my online reputation is everything to me yeah. um, because the internet marketing is, you know, is becoming more and more part of our marketing every day. And just to share a little story, I had a guy that we kind of messed up a tire on and, and gave him a good deal, bent over backwards, personally met the guy, um, came down to a tire that we were going to make 20 bucks on a tire and we made a deal with him. And, uh, one of my managers pissed him off and he just went to two of my shops and I finally called him on Saturday and told him, listen, Hey, you're being a jerk. You can't peel out in my shop and you can't act like that. So you, I'm not going to help you. Well, that guy put eight reviews on all of my sites and just hammered me. And this was on a weekend and those things personally bother me. So I, I stewed on it on Saturday and then Sunday morning I got up and said, this tire only cost me a hundred bucks. What, what's a hundred, how much would I pay to have an online reputation? I'd pay thousands. Honestly, if I had a five, not five star, I probably want a 4.7 review across the board, but I would pay so much to have that, you know, to have that reputation. And for that guy, I gave him a $109 tire to have that reputation. He took the reviews down right away. So, you know, we, as shop owners, we can't look at it like, Hey, the guy's being a jerk or trying to, to prove a moral point to somebody who doesn't get it because we can't fix what mom and dad's trained kids to do when they were raised. So, you know, as, as business owners, we really got to protect that online um, reputation. And that online reputation is what gets the phone calling for those people that want to send you those questions and, and communicate with you online. Because if you have, if you have crappy reviews, they're not going to call you. They're not going to ask you a question. You're not, you're not an expert on that site that they're looking at those reviews at. So having reviews is a very, very, very important thing for the basis of what you do on online marketing. Yeah, no, that's, that's a brilliant point. I mean, uh, you gotta talk to people and if you look at it from that perspective, what am I really losing? Because it takes years to build that reputation and it can take a minute to end it. And you get a yep. guy who's got a vendetta and I, I mean, they go out and create online accounts, anonymous accounts, yep. you know, Captain McChicken, just to leave you bad reviews and just try to just tarnish your reputation, man. So, yeah, you got to take the good with the bad, I say, in the yeah. business, because because me having to deal with four of these is uh, there. There's not a lot of bad I have to deal with. But with four shops, it, it seems to be a lot of bad because I just got to deal with it in, in four different time so and folks know that if they see you you if as long as you respond and they say everybody else says look this guy tried to make it right this guy's a loon yep. I, I like a guy who tries to make it right i'm gonna go meet john yep and that's exactly right i can't tell you how many people just by me contacting them as the owner to go hey i'm sorry that you had an issue i'm here to, to listen to you i'm here to resolve whatever issue you have um, that's, that's everything to them. I've had so many people go, you're such an upstanding business guy. Um, you really do things well and it shows in the, in the way you talk and the way that you react and the way that you respond to these. Um, and that, 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 that has a lot of weight as far as your online reputation and, and, and the snowball effect it has with everything else that you do marketing wise online. Man, those are words of gold right there, folks. So, you know, believe it or not, we're out of time, John. Uh, Time flies when you're having fun, man. I could talk yeah. to you for another hour. Uh, I'm definitely going to have to have you back, buddy, uh, because cool. that was, I mean, you were just dropping gold. Hopefully, people were taking notes. And the good news is it's recorded, so you can find it up on Facebook. We're going to post it up on our website so you can download the podcast and listen to it offline or, you know, after work or whatever you need to do. Uh, John, man, thanks a lot for coming awesome. on, sharing your wisdom, buddy. That was awesome. And um, tune in next week, same time, same bat channel. 
uh, 10 p.m. Uh, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, and we'll do it again. We've got a great uh, show lined up for you again next week. Awesome. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it, buddy. All right, buddy. Okay. Thanks. Bye.